0: Open up God's Word together and examine ourselves as Jesus teaches us how to think like a disciple. What sort of mindset, what sort of attitudes should shape our lives? Do our hearts beat in sync with His, or do we need an attitude adjustment? Good morning, welcome to Live I'm Dave. <laughs> Pastor Sean will be back next week. Uh, but we'll be going through Luke 17, verses 11 through 19 this week. If you want to turn there. Um, about, it has been almost about four years, uh, four years ago, and it'll be this 4th of July. I was at home getting ready to have some company for the 4th, my son and his wife, and um, all of a sudden I got really ill while I was vacuuming. And, uh, hit me like that threw up and continued to be ill for about three hours and so I said to my son I said you got to get me to the hospital something's not right and so we went to the hospital and they looked and um, they said oh yeah you got a stomach ache and they sent me home so uh, I was feeling horrible and I was praying I was like god I am desperate here I need I need help because something's not right so about five days later I ended up Uh, going to my regular doctor and he said let's get you in right away so they got me in had an ultrasound done and uh, as soon as I got home they called me and said you need to get back here your appendix is about to burst so if you've ever had the appendix issue you know that it feels pretty awful so anyway I got in and uh, said a quick prayer before I uh, went in and had surgery and after I was done I felt amazing it was like what a relief Uh, you forget what it feels like to be well because you just hurt so much. I know people have had that same experience. Another uh, area where we can be desperate is when we're looking for work and we are trying to find a job and we need money for family, we need money for food, and we just cannot find a job. We're constantly checking our email, we're sending everything out through the internet, Every time somebody calls, you look at it real quick or a text hoping it's that employer and that feeling of real desperation, like man, God, I need, I need a job because I gotta eat. Um, if you haven't experienced those two issues, some people haven't, don't have to, maybe they're younger, but you have experienced COVID. And over the last two years, we've, we've all gone through that experience where uh, it's affected everything from schools, how we interact with people, socially socially distancing masks everything and people there's been desperate times in people's lives over the last couple of years where people have gotten very sick and unfortunately we've lost a lot of people and we have had um, so It's has been a real it's been a life-changing event for everybody in this country in this world uh, there are times when we are desperate and we need that job or we need healing or medicine or even if we have a toothache, and you know how that can stink when you have a toothache and that constant nagging. And once you get to the doctor, I mean the dentist, and he fixes it, and just, ha ah, life feels better. So. Let's take a look at some people that were desperate. We're going to read again from Luke 17, 11 through 19. And on the way to Jerusalem, he was passing along between Samaria and Galilee, And as he entered the village, he was met by 10 lepers who stood at a distance. They lifted up their voices, saying, Jesus, master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, go and show yourselves to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed. Then one of them uh, who saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. And he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Now he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus answered, we're not 10 cleansed. Where are the other nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? And he said to them, "Rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well." Let's pray. Dear Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the people that are here. People that are on our Facebook. We pray a special blessing on everyone in this group as uh, as we listen to your word. We pray that you open our hearts and our minds to what you have for us. In Jesus name, Amen. Last week, Pastor Marty uh, went through verse 10. And this week, it seems like when we read this, it's a continuation of the story. But that's actually not true. There's actually a break between verses 10 and verses 11. Uh, during this period, Jesus has gone to see Lazarus. And we know the story that he raised Lazarus from the dead who'd been dead for several days. And so when we look at this story, we look at it through that lens that um, Jesus has raised Uh, Lazarus since then so his fame was spreading throughout the land Jesus is traveling to Jerusalem to celebrate Passover so that's why he's going this way Uh, this will be his last Passover and he knows that he's heading to uh, be crucified on the cross he's taking a route along the border and he stops at a less inhabited wilderness area a town he's taking the back way that Jews do not usually travel through, uh, that goes through Samaria. This shows the great lengths that Jesus goes to reach people. He went specifically for these ten lepers. He went out of his way, and he went into a, a country that uh, traditionally he would not travel through. Normally, the Jews take, took great pains to go around Samaria so that they would not have to go through it. We'll get into why in a few minutes here. Um, Some background on leprosy. Leprosy is a generic term in the Bible for a variety of skin disorders. These range from psoriasis to actual leprosy. Leprosy deforms the face, the body. It causes fingers, ears, toes, and other parts to get diseased, and they can disintegrate and fall off. If you've ever seen the movie Braveheart, you've seen where the guy's father has, uh, or maybe other movies. Uh, The symptoms uh, range from white patches to uh, nasty running sores on the skin. So it's a horrible disease. For Jews, leprosy was a dreaded condition that rendered its victims ceremonially unclean and unfit to worship God. If you had leprosy, you had to be outside of the town walls. You were not allowed to go into the town and you certainly couldn't go into the, the temple to pray. Uh, leprosy was viewed as an outward penalty for sin in someone's life. God was punishing them and everybody could see it. So when somebody had leprosy, everybody that saw it assumed they had done something really horrible. and It was so bad, God wanted everybody to know how awful it was by giving them the sores. Anyone who came in contact with the leper was also considered unclean. So lepers were isolated from the rest of the community. This is why this group was outside of the city and yelling for Jesus. Jesus did not consider this distinction between clean and unclean as valid as he came to forgive everybody's sins. In Mark 1, Jesus touched and healed lepers and commanded his disciples to do the same in Matthew 10.8. Uh, leprosy was, uh, like I said, they lived outside the city walls and they begged for money, and they ate the garbage that was thrown over the walls. That's how they, they ate. Uh, they hung out in groups so that they could have some sort of community together because you'd want to share that if you lived by yourself and suffering through that, would be pretty awful. Um, some background on the Samaritans. The name Samaritans originally were identified with the Israelites of the northern kingdom. So once the kingdom split after Solomon died on the north and the south, Uh, The original term for those people was Samaritans. When the Assyrians conquered Israel and exiled the Israelites, a small remnant of Israel remained in that area. The Assyrian captives, they would bring, uh, they would captive land, and then they'd swish people all around, and they'd move them around. So they brought in a whole new group of people into Israel's former land, and this led to intermarriage with the Jews that were there, and they brought in. Uh, idols, and so there was widespread idol worship. In the days of Christ, the relationship between the Jews and the Samaritans was strained. The animosity was so great that Jews, like I said earlier, bypassed tra- traveling, uh, and they would not go there. But not Jesus. Jesus headed in the direction, or headed to the temple in Jerusalem by going into Samaria. By doing this, he made himself ceremonially unclean under Jewish law. So he intentionally went there to prove a point. And I think that's pretty cool that he did that for us. Last week, Pastor Marty taught us that we are to praise God for who he is and not anything that he has done. When studying this section of scripture, it is clear that Christ also wants us to be thankful for what he has done. Every Christian should nurture a spirit of gratitude because it leads to three positive outcomes. Let's take a look at those outcomes. The first one is when we stay in a state of gratitude, we will see that Jesus answers our prayers in his time. As a Christian, if you're a Christian and you've prayed at all, you know this is probably the most difficult thing to get your head around. We want instant answers. We want want God to answer us now. And when we look back, we often see that he waited to answer us. And we don't understand it at the time, but looking back, we'll see that... Uh, he had a reason for not answering us at that exact moment. In verses 11 and 12, we see that Christ has taken an unusual route in traveling to this village. He appears to have gone to this area specifically to meet uh, this group of lepers. It is safe to assume these ten lepers have been praying for God to heal them ever since they got sick. Just like when we get sick, when I got sick, when y'all get sick, first thing you do is well, first or second, as you start praying, God, I want to feel better, this stinks, and please help me to get better. These people had faith that God could heal them, but probably not much hope because they lived in a a desolate place. It wasn't until that moment that Jesus walked into town that they finally had some hope. Sometimes we pray and pray for God to answer our prayers, and he seems silent. But we must accept God works in his timetable and not ours. So even though these people had prayed for years and years to get better, one day Jesus came and they got better. When we are praying for something specific, it is easy to lose sight of all the prayers that God does to answer during that time. If we've been sick or if we have, we're looking for a job or we have other needs, we get so focused on that that it's very easy to make that consume all your thinking and to get real negative uh, feelings towards God. But if we really take a a wide stance and a wide view on how we look at those things, we can see that every moment we woke up in the morning, that's a blessing from God. Every meal we've had, uh, spending time with family, uh, having a roof over our head, all these things, God answered these prayers and provided for us during that time. While we were, this issue was important to us, but God was still providing our needs during that time. Verses 17 and 18, uh, Jesus asks, where are the other nine? This seems to be a genuine question. And because of this question, uh, this leads many commentators to believe that uh, being ungrateful to God is a sin. So we need to be careful when we move on to the other thing once God answers a prayer and we don't, uh, we're not spending enough time that could very well be a sin, and we need to be careful about that. We need to remain in a state of gratitude for all God has done for us. When we stay in a state of gratitude, we will become obedient to what God tells us to do. If we take a look at verse 14, it says, When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed. In this verse, we see that the lepers were not healed until they completed a physical act. Many times, Christ healed because of an action taken by the sick. In Mark 2, 1 through 12, we have the story of the the men that took their buddy to see Jesus and they couldn't get into the building because so many people were were visiting Jesus. So they went up to the roof and dismantled the roof and dropped their friend in. And when Jesus saw it, he was amazed at the uh, at the faith and the friendship of those those guys. And so he says, He doesn't heal but he says I forgive your sins and people are sort of like who can forgive sins but God so Jesus said well what's you know which is more difficult for me to forgive sins or for me to say pick up your bed and walk so he tells him, pick up your bed and walk and the guy walks so it's that act of faith by those men to bring their friend that uh, caused Jesus to um, heal this man both physically and spiritually uh, another example is uh, the story we see in Mark 5:25 through 34. It's about the woman who had a blood disorder. She'd gone to doctors, and it had made it worse. Nothing had helped, and she'd spent all her money. And so when Jesus was walking through town, she said to herself, if I can just touch his garment, I'll be healed. And so she uh, sneaks up and touches him amongst the crowd, and Jesus instantly stops. And says, who touched me? And the disciples are like, what do you mean who touched you? You, There's people all over. And he said, I felt power leave. And so the woman came to him. And she sheepishly said, it was me. And he said, your faith has made you well. So that's another example of time that Christ has uh, taken the faith of an action that we have done, uh, not we, but people have done. And uh, he's healed through that. Uh, God answers, like I said, to God chooses to answer prayers through our actions. Uh, We need to do actions because you generally cannot get a job without creating a resume, filling out an application, or networking with people. You can't just sit home on the couch and say, God, give me a job, and somebody's going to call you, and they're going to say, I don't know who you are, but I'd like to offer you a job. Uh, we uh, We need to actually do something. Now, I'm not saying uh, we do some act to be healed or have a request uh, answered. However, there are times when God tells us to do things. We should do those things with a grateful heart, knowing that God loves us and he has a plan. When you aren't sure what to do, do something. God will lead you once you start. And I know that's a difficult thing when you're depressed and it's... uh, You can't find work and you've tried or you need a job and you have these issues, you got to do something. And God's going to lead you one way or the other once you get going. It's tough, but that's sometimes the only way to kick-start things. Uh, The third outcome is when we stay in a state of gratitude, we will naturally reach out to the lost and those in need. Uh, We'll read uh, verses 15 through 19. It says, Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. And he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Now he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus said, we're not ten cleansed, Where are the other nine. No one was found to return and give praise except this foreigner. And he said to him, rise and go your way. If you've ever had the flu or pneumonia or the toothache, and you get the medicine, and boom, you feel better almost instantly. You know, of, uh, just a tiny bit of this man's joy. Here's somebody who'd had leprosy. We don't know how long, but he'd been ostracized. And he instantly was healed, and uh, that must have been amazing. All 10 were healed, but this man uh, came back. When he saw that he was healed, he turned around and came back to Jesus. He realized that the true power was in Jesus. Jesus had told them to go to uh, the priest because in order to get it reintegrated into society, they had to be cleansed, verified as cleansed by, by the priest. And what's interesting is that uh, leprosy, which is now known as Hansen's disease, has no cure. But God, in his infinite wisdom, had provided a way for those that were cured of leprosy to be reintegrated into society. I think that's pretty cool, because that shows that God had intentionally uh, planned for there to be cases where people would be healed of leprosy. Uh, The man, uh, he was yelling with a loud voice, and he fell at Jesus' feet and worshipped. So he was so excited, he was screaming and yelling. The other nine had to have heard him, because... They would have heard somebody yelling since they were all walking back together. They decided to go to the priest and be uh, ruled as clean so that they could just reintegrate back into society as quickly as possible. When Jesus asked where are the other nine, and he mentions this person was a Samaritan, it would have been a very embarrassing situation for the Jews that witnessed the event. Being a Samaritan, this man felt grateful that Jesus, a Jew, had healed him, along with the fellow with the other Jews. If you've ever met anybody that comes to Christ out of a hor- horrible situation, they are usually very vocal about their conversion. They tell everybody all the time about Jesus. It can be at sporting events, at the grocery store, walking down the street. They are always talking about Jesus all the time. Many times Christians will tell them, okay, that's enough. You need to relax. You need to, uh, that's not how God works, and we need to kind of calm down a bit. And uh, they'll be embarrassed. But that's not how we should strive to live every day. We should live with gratitude and that sort of enthusiasm for what Christ has done for us and share it boldly with others. Others are hurting in this world. Many have needs and many need answers, and that we know that answers through Jesus. In verse 19 it says your faith has made you well some other translations say your faith has saved you i think this is a better interpretation the word arise in greek is the word any which can mean from get up as well as to rise from the dead that's the same greek word that's used to rise from lazarus and other stories in the bible about people that are resurrected so christ is saying to that man that by coming back to say thank you and to praise god The man has been saved not only physically, but also spiritually. That man is now physically clean amongst all the people, but he's also, more importantly, spiritually clean before God. We have just seen why every Christian should nurture a spirit of gratitude and the three positive outcomes that come from our gratefulness. There are three ways that we can apply this to our lives. The first one is to get into the habit of thanking God for all that he has done throughout the day. This is tough at first, but as you do it, uh, it becomes more natural. From the moment you wake up, you should be grateful because many people do not wake up. Uh, You should be thankful for every meal that you have. And living on Johns Island in Charleston, we should be thankful for every safe car drive we have. Every time we get home, we should be grateful. Uh, We should be thankful for our job or if we attend school. We may not like school, but we should be glad we get to go to school. We should be glad for our job even if we're not happy with our job. We should still be glad to be working. We should look for small opportunities to thank Christ. This will help with our attitude as we go through the day and items start piling up and we start realizing uh, how many things we have to be thankful for in a day it's really hard to be angry or frustrated at things when you look back and go wow God's done a lot for me over the last four hours and so I think that's a good way to help Uh, another way is to think back three months ago to November what were you praying for back then the holidays were coming up we had Christmas coming Uh, People were traveling, having family in the town, and COVID was just, the new strain of COVID was just starting. Uh, People were getting sick from that strain again. People were praying. We were praying for people to get well. What needs did you have back then in the last couple months? When God answered prayers, when you got better from COVID, did you just move on with life? Did you have safe travels? Did you just, did you even say thank you? I know myself, I'm guilty of not being grateful like that sometimes. How about three years ago? Think about what your needs were uh, three years ago before, before COVID and uh, when your, your life was, you were three years younger. So we had a lot of babies in here. So there were people that were praying for babies and didn't have babies at that time. There were people that weren't married that are married now. Uh, There's been a lot of good things that have happened to people over the last three years. Think of those things and thank God for what's happened. As mentioned, we're doing a praise and worship night next Sunday night. I think it'd be a good idea to take some time during the week and think of something that's uh, a prayer request you had over the last five years that God has answered. And bring that prayer request to you. And when we're doing prayer and worship time, Uh, next Sunday spend a few minutes thanking God for answering that prayer request I think that helps not only with the daily but it shows that we all had needs five years ago that were very important to us at that moment and God met those needs now maybe you are here and you aren't a follower of Christ and this whole message I've just preached talked about is for for Christians and being grateful for what Christ has done And God's design was that man would have a relationship with him. But because of sin, that relationship was broken. And men and women, people, have searched for alternatives trying to restore that relationship with God. And they do it through work or through relationships, through drugs, alcohol, all searching for meaning. But God sent Jesus, who was uh, born, uh, died was buried and rose from the dead to restore that relationship with us if you repent which means turn away from how you're currently living and believe that Jesus died for your sins and he rose again you can have a restored relationship with God for those that are followers of Christ we do open communion here in church and remembrance of Christ who was broken in our place to restore our relationship with God As long as you have repented from your sins and are a follower of Jesus, you are welcome to join us. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity to get together. Uh, We pray that you would be with us throughout the week. Keep us all safe, protected, and healthy. Be with those that couldn't be with us and restore those that are sick. Thank you for communion and thank you for uh, coming to save us. In Jesus' name, amen. Please feel free to come forward whenever you are ready.